This is Nikki, owner of the Starseed Faction, also known as Andromedan Babe. And today, our topic of discussion will be shadow work, self-reflection through mirrors. So today, we're going to be talking about shadow work, what it is, its importance, and we'll go over some helpful tips on how to get the most out of your healing journey. And so to start, I really want to open this up by saying thank you so much for being here. Something has called you to embark upon the spiritual journey, and it is not by accident. It is not coincidence. And it was definitely by design. You have a very, very, very evident and powerful purpose in this lifetime. And so this topic is super, super, super important to dive into because this is what I feel like is the foundation for all light workers when it comes to embarking their spiritual journey. This is really the catalyst to embarking upon that journey. And even though shadow work can be very uncomfortable, very tedious, it is absolutely necessary. It is what most indigenous cultures will call an initiation. You see, in most indigenous cultures, there were appointed shamans in each of these groups or these tribes. And these shamans, they had to go through the most uncomfortable, most powerful of initiations in order to become that powerful medicine man or woman for their tribe. They had to go through incredible amounts of pain and uh, disposition in order to become strong for many upon their land in order to hold space for them, in order to heal them, in order to transmute energies internally, externally. All of that takes a lot of strength on every level, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and maybe even physically as well. So I feel like this will be, again, a very emotional topic. I do have a book recommendation. I strongly encourage, if you are able to get a hold of a book called The Book of Shamanic Healing, the author is Kristen Madden. 
This book was handed to me by a friend of mine. She was in a bookstore. We linked up that same day, and she said, I feel like this is for you. And this book, I feel, was my initiation, or part of my initiation, to really understanding uh, that perhaps I am a wounded healer, and perhaps I am a medicine woman, and perhaps, you know, even though the healing is, or the facing of darkness may be uncomfortable, certain situations for myself were extremely, and I mean extremely, uncomfortable. But I had to go through that in order to have deeper understanding of all of those around me. And I continue to learn, and I continue to open up even more each and every day. So for those of you who maybe you've never heard of shadow work before, um, I'm going to give you a little bit of background as to what shadow work is. How do you recognize that? Maybe you've been going through or you've been um, performing shadow work for some time now and you might not have even realized it. Shadow work essentially is sitting in your own personal darkness. You sit in those shadows, some call it an ego death, to where it feels like your world is falling apart and you have absolutely no control over it. And in the midst of that process, there's a spontaneous awakening and awareness. You begin to look at the world in a completely different light. Things that you hadn't seen before, you hadn't given attention to about yourself, becomes noticed. You notice it. And you that recognition pushes you into a higher state of being, a higher state of consciousness. It's a form of alchemy, if I was to take it that deep. A form of transmutation. I'll tell you, I am an 11 life path on a higher skill, and then I would be two, a two life path on the, the opposite end of the numerology. And so for myself, my path is the path of the wounded healer. I am a portal and access to higher realms. I am a medium. I am able to access realms of emotions that maybe at times in the past I did not understand. Eleven is usually the path of the shaman, and they are the healers. And you don't have to be an eleven life path in order to have that put on you, put on your spirit as your calling. Many of us star seeds have went through the most testing of situations in life upon our journey. And all of those experiences, eventually when we look back, we will understand that, that those experiences were a catalyst to where 
we are or well, where we will be. So shadow work, again, in a nutshell, is basically sitting within your shadows, your darkness, facing your fears, facing unfathomable depths of emotion, surrendering and activating your own power. That's essentially the process. That's essentially what you're doing when you're performing shadow work. And so the importance of that, again, is if we do not do that work, especially as a star seed, a light being, and you know, understand that you know we have a big job. You have a really, really, really big job to do. If you're a star seed and you're aware of that, then you are a light worker, meaning that you came here to perform work for humanity. You came here to make an impact. You came to lead. You came to make a difference. You came to heal. You came to be present for those that need to heal. Your role is so critical. Your role is so essential. And it's very cut out for you, for sure. It's been very cut out for myself. I'll tell you that. So, you know, maybe I'll, I'll talk about my journey to kind of give you a bit of an understanding of what sitting in that shadow work is really like, or what, what sitting in the shadows is really like. So, most of us star seeds, we choose to incarnate in certain situations, in scenarios, or families, really, that will teach us really powerful lessons. They'll almost act as the catalyst, really, to going deep within ourselves. So we'll experience very uncomfortable, very painful uh, situations with these individuals. And maybe it's not even family. Maybe it's people that are, um, these are people that are close friends. These are, um, you know, um, lovers even. And these people will come in and they will essentially make your world feel like it's being torn apart at the seams. And it's like you have no control over that, or at least you feel that way at that time. And, you know, you look at the world differently, you feel differently, you sense things differently. The intelligence within you picks up subtle recognitions within other people that they don't even notice about themselves. Maybe that causes tension. You know, like I'm the type of person where maybe in my family dynamic, I will call out certain maybe toxic traits or things or actions that I feel like are being done that um, could be done differently. So much different, you know, could be done so differently than, or someone could go about something in a completely different manner so that they couldn't hurt another individual 
or even hurt themselves. You know, it's like this sense of lostness, but then, you know, yourself as starseed, you can see something, like something is being illuminated to you. And so you kind of feel like a repressed voice because maybe you want to act on these things, or you have, and you've expressed how you feel about certain situations, or you're just caught up in the midst of drama, or whatever that the situation is. And it's so, it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. It's so painful, like you don't ask for it. You know, certain situations and events, they happen. And it's like, why? Why me? Like, why is this happening to me? The ego will want to know why, why, why? Like, this shouldn't be happening to me. I feel like I'm a good person to everyone. I feel so attacked. I feel so whatever that you feel. And at the end of the day, you know, these energies are acting as uh, they're really being of service to you. They're really showing you something about yourself. They're showing you your limits. They're showing you um, your abilities, what you're really capable of. They're highlighting many qualities about yourself. You know, maybe someone will say or do something that will push you into such a deep state of hurt and pain to where you just close yourself off. This is what I used to do. You close yourself off literally from the world, literally from everyone around you. You recluse and you, and you sit with it. You have no choice but to. With all of the chaos around you. And maybe some people, they don't choose to sit with it. Again, this is the importance of shadow work, is that you can run from your shadows. You can run from the darkness all you'd like. You can run from your fears all you'd like. But until you sit with it, you, will, you won't ever realize the amount of power that you possess within yourself, the amount of strength you possess within yourself to overcome. You won't recognize your limitlessness because we are all limitless. We have unlimited amounts of potential. But if we allow that pain or that dense energy, whatever it is that's weighing us down to hold us back, instead of releasing it, and in order to release it again, we have to sit with it. We have to feel it. We have to recognize what it is that we're, we're looking at, that we're facing. You have to face it. Maybe journal it. Write it down. Write your thoughts down. You know, I, I used to channel a lot through writing and through singing, through song. And so I feel like that was a form of therapy for me as well as art. And so something, you know, some really helpful mediums I feel like that I could kind of dish out to you guys would be to find a niche and you could say, I'm not really that creative or I'm not, I'm not a singer, I'm not an artist, I'm not a this or that's fine, that's okay. Maybe for you it might be working out, you know, maybe for you it might be um, going for a hike, going for a walk. Um, maybe you need to ground yourself to go walk your, your bare feet through the grass. It becomes centered again. Just let your thoughts be free, essentially. This world can be so 
noisy. It wants to direct us and tell us how to think, how to feel, how to act. Um, you know, it wants to take your attention and your focus away, I feel, from the things that are deeply rooted within us that we do need to um, sit with and recognize. Again, it's probably not going to be comfortable for you. You may want to blame other people for the way that you feel. You may want to blame society for the way that you feel. You may want to blame the state of the world for the way that you feel. You may simply just not even want to be present here. Because whatever is happening to you, whatever you're experiencing, it just feels that bad. It just feels that heavy, that dense. Understand that those densities, that they don't come about for no reason. They have a purpose behind, behind it. And it's there to push you. It's there to strengthen you. It's there to provide you wisdom and understanding. Because in order to help another person, you have to have great wisdom within yourself. You won't have that if you don't have in-depth in experiences. So, some really helpful tools, I feel like, again, would be writing. If you're into meditation, yoga, that's wonderful. I know that um, with, you know, the New Age, or they call the New Age spirituality, you know, meditation, yoga is like a really, really big thing. It's become more mainstream. You know, maybe that's just not your thing. Like I said, maybe there's something else that will help you to transmute all of those emotions and those thought forms. So if you find that niche to where you can get in this mode of, you know, centering and just being, literally just being, Activating that presence, that is going to be the most powerful tool that you could have moving forward in this life. I have personally observed how connections in general can really act as a mirror to our soul. There have been countless amount of times and it still occurs again till this day, every day. You'll come across a person and it seems like they're projecting, you know, they're putting their pain on you or they're attacking you. And, you know, of course that's, that's their stuff and they should definitely be responsible for that. But there's a couple things that are being said there. One is they recognize that you have something within yourself to heal them. There's some type of light within you that could help them to transmute their own darkness. Maybe they feel like you see their own shadows, their own darkness, and it causes such fear and anxiety that it comes out as a as a projection and it's subconscious even most people don't even re realize they're not in a state of awareness to even recognize or know 
that they are projecting upon you, that they're projecting their pain onto you. And they're just simply saying, help me. And whether you have the tools to help them or not, what I've learned from experience is that in those moments where I did not have those tools to help those individuals, I did not have the strength and the power to really help someone to sit in their pain, I would take offense, extreme offense to it, and it would hurt me. It would hurt me so bad. So that's one side of the reflection is, you know, recognizing that sometimes that external energy um, is like a polar opposite to what is within you. But also sometimes it could be a mirror, it could be a reflection of maybe this person is expressing some sort of pain. And also I may have experienced those same feelings, those same emotions, those same experiences. And it could act as a trigger for me. It could act as a trigger to pull some of my own darkness out. And so that's where that real work comes in because it's like, what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with the situation that is arising, this energy that is arising? It's like um, you have no control. It's so sporadic. That darkness within you, it just gets pulled out because of this other person. And you're like, why is this, why is this happening? Like, you know, you may be upset. This person just came up to me and they just said, you know, something really offensive to you. Or they did something really hurtful to you. And for the life of you, you just simply can't understand why that person did that. Why did they do that to you? You may not have done anything to them to hurt them at all. And, and then now what happens? What, what happens now? Now you're sitting in that shadow. And then you have to think back, you know. Maybe you've re reacted in a certain way to that person. And, and again, you brought out a dark side. You brought out a dark side to yourself, the darkness within yourself. That darkness wanted to come out. It did. And maybe it'll seem like, well, this is not within my nature. This isn't me, this isn't a part of me, it's definitely a part of you. Definitely is. It's a part of you that needed to become released. It was a part of you that needed to become transmuted. And in the process of that, you can take whatever that that is, the essence of that energy, the essence of that frustration, that anger or that pain, and you can turn it into compassion. For if, you know, that person or the next person, and especially for your, yourself. This is why child work is the most powerful tool, I feel, that we could, we could attain or, you know, really experience or go through. And it's a process. It's, you know, something that, that really should be done on a daily basis. I know that we get caught up with day-to-day -day life. You know, you go to work, you work your nine-to-five, or whatever that you do. But if you could prioritize even 15 to 30 minutes each day to just sit with what you feel or have felt through the day, and you could reflect upon your experiences, reflect upon your actions. What could I have done better in this situation? How could I have gone about this situation differently in the future? 
or how can I be more compassionate with myself? How can I set up stronger boundaries for myself so that those that project, they don't even feel like comfortable with getting intense with me because there's such a profound level of respect there. And that is mutual. I also want to talk about triggers. See that term used a lot. Things that trigger you. When we feel triggered, we tend to react. Something I've seen in the community of lightworkers is that no one likes to feel triggered. I mean, not even just in the spiritual community, the conscious community, just in general. No one likes to feel triggered. No one wants to feel uncomfortable. Why would we want to feel uncomfortable? I think acceptance is integration. That's another lesson that I've learned on my journey. Accept the triggers. Accept them. Be grateful for them. Acknowledge them and respect them for what they are, what they're teaching you, what they are showing you. Because these mirrors, it doesn't even have to be a person. Again, it could be in figurative, you know? It could just be a particular situation or circumstance. It's trying to show you something. It is trying to illuminate something to you. And it's a key. When you're able to receive the acknowledgement of the lesson behind that trigger, you become a key holder. Now you can access a higher level. You can access a different perspective, mind state. And with that perspective and mind state, you can navigate differently. And you may not even feel triggered if that same experience was to happen to you again because you'd have such a higher understanding that it would have zero effect on you. And so that is where we want to be. That is the beauty behind the experience of shadow work. And again, I'm speaking through personal experience. It is not easy. This path is not easy. It's not meant to be easy, though. It isn't. It wasn't going to be. And the sooner that we accept that, the easier that things will get. I feel like the more that we take responsibility for our stuff, 
If everyone could do that, I feel like this world would be a better place. The responsibility, the acknowledgement. Because if we all took part in that, took part in that, that's true consciousness, that's true awareness. We would all have greater awareness of our actions. And so in terms of, you know, if you feel like you don't like the way this world is, you have no idea why on earth you chose to exist here. Well, that's a very big part of it. Big part of it is, is learning the lessons, becoming conscious, remembering who you are, remembering how strong and how powerful, how resilient you are. You can conquer absolutely anything. Anything. And sometimes you can tell yourself that, you can mantra that. I am powerful. I am conscious. I am courageous. You know, whatever, do those things to be able to push you through, to provide you strength. Understand, again, with the history of shamanism, the wounded healers, if you were to study what these individuals had to go through to become that medicine man, medicine man or woman, I guarantee you'd be like, that is unfathomable. Going through terrible amounts of physical pain. Their tribe members would intentionally do so, cause the, the individual that's becoming initiated a very intense physical pain. Or they would go through these very deep and powerful astral journeys to pick up their soul fragments, to bring it back to their bodies, back to their being. So they would have to navigate darkness, uh, demonic energies, you know, things that were their own repressed fears, and then who do they have there to support them? I mean, you do have your tribe members, but you're in, that, you're in that thing alone. You're in that thing alone. And that's another part of this journey that I feel like um, maybe isn't highlighted is the fact that we will feel the extremities of life alone, completely alone. You have to accept that too. It's all a part of the process. Because prior to this incarnation, at some point, you are a singular consciousness. Whether you call it God, whether you call it, um, you know, whatever name that we want to give this all that is, you know, this higher conscious level of, you know, being, this greater being. Whatever we want to call this being that is greatly aware of all things at all times simultaneously, through you, through me, through plants, through animals, through everything, whatever you'd like to call that, 
for some reason, I'd like to share something that would, maybe some of you might find a little bit funny, but part of my shadow work <laughs> um, at the beginning was facing a fear of spiders. <laughs> I had an extreme level of arachnophobia and I remember sitting on the couch in the living room late at night reading the book that I'd recommended to you, the book of Shamanic Healing by Christine Madden. And I saw a, a tarantula the size of my hand. I thought I was delusional, like hallucinating and imagining this. But I swear to you, I saw a tarantula walking across the floor in the living room. And it scared the living shit out of me. It literally scared the shit out of me. I, oh my gosh. I, I sat there and I looked at it and I was like, I am not moving. I don't know where that thing is going. And I saw this silhouette around it. So I believe this was the beginning of my third eye awakening because when your third eye begins to expand, you can see things in other realms. Essentially, I was seeing a shadow, a literal shadow. And so this spider had what kind of looked like maybe how a ghost would appear with that, that white lining, that silhouette kind of going around it. And you can definitely see some details in between. And it just moved slowly across the floor. And then eventually it crawled fast toward the couch and I jumped, <laughs> I jumped so quickly and so high and I may have reached out to, I don't know who I reached out to. I reached out to someone I was like, oh my gosh, like this spider, there's a spider. <laughs> like I swear, I'm seeing a spider right now. Like this looks so trippy. That wasn't the only encounter same place maybe a week later i saw an actual this was not a silhouette this was not a uh, spiritual embodiment of darkness or fear this was an actual physical manifestation of my fears there was a wolf or i don't know wolf wolfen spider that was standing at the back door popped up out of freaking nowhere and it was just i swear like I, I was looking over there at the door prior and i swear the blink of an eye i looked back looked back over there and there was that spider with those scraggly legs that were just propped up sitting there and it was staring right at me and I felt like that was symbolic to facing my fears, facing my shadows, facing my darkness. I started researching the meaning of a, you know, spider spirit animal, for example. I got more specific with the types of spiders. I took it that deep. I just wanted to know and I wanted to understand what message is coming through this because apparently this won't leave me when i was a young girl i used to have nightmares about spiders even giant eight-legged freaks <laughs> ch 
chasing me through the house, like somehow maneuvering through the doorways. They're as big as the door, and they're literally trying to get through to attack me. And it would all, it, it was just a constant. It just, I was like, why? Why is this happening to me? And when you have to ask those questions, without a doubt, that is shadow work. And imagine, I was a six or seven year old girl. I have never heard of shadow work. And um, what I did is I studied dreams very deeply. I mentioned in a, a previous episode about how, you know, I'm very much into dream interpretation. That was the beginning of my journey because I needed to understand the relevancy of what felt like attacks, really. Darkness attacking me. And the more that I dug into that, the more that I got comfortable with that over the years, it faded away. And so the same thing can happen for you. That darkness will fade away the more that you sit with it and you acknowledge it and you face it courageously. You show up every day, all the time, every moment. You'll become stronger and those energies will be completely irrelevant. The next time I came across a spider, I felt no type of tension within my body, no ounce of fear. It was like the fear lessened and lessened over, over time until it was, it was just completely gone. And then, you know, it's so funny because they'll say, <laughs> um, you know, the spiritual people that'll go and like pick up the spider and then go take it out of the house and then go put it outside. I actually started to become one of those people <laughs> because you understand that they have a duty, they have a purpose. And we could look at that, that being or that energy or that animal really as an intense animal, but when we accept what it is and we understand its purpose, now we can have an expression of love for it. Now we can feel at peace with it. And it's not to say that, again, certain intense, intense situations or actions thereof of certain individuals are okay. It's just the fact that you become strengthened when you have acceptance. And so that's essentially what it's about. And with this, I really hope that this was helpful to anyone who will be listening to this. If there is any way that I could help you as a mentor, as a you know, supporter of my community of light workers, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Send me an email. The Starseed Faction at gmail.com. You can, of course, go to my website, www.thestarseedfaction.com. I do feel like this topic may need to have a part two at some point, but I will leave it at this for now as like an introduction. And if you were to subscribe or to go 
favored or like this podcast, I would so very much appreciate it. Also, the Starseed Faction has been expanding through YouTube. There are very powerful healing frequencies, solfeggio frequencies that we've been putting out uh, upon the channel. And so if you search the Starseed Faction, or if you put at the Starseed Faction in your search bar, you will find our channel. And I feel like frequencies are also very assisting when it comes to healing. You may get a lot out of that. So I would highly recommend that you check that out. Uh, this is our episode for today. Definitely look forward to many more. I appreciate you all for tuning in. I am super excited to catch you on the next episode. Starseeds, be reminded that you are not alone. I love you. Take care. Bye-bye now.